At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. And I'm your host, C.G. Erickson. And today we have Candy Claire joining us. Hi, Candy. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Once again, you've been on before. Always bringing the heat, bringing the joy, bringing the laughter. I don't know why I'm talking like that right now. Because I guess it's I your do. radio. It's your radio persona. <laughs> no, it's making me uncomfortable. I, I think the audience loves it. Yes, I appreciate it. I have had COVID now for the last ten days. Oh, do you have it right now, Candy? Yeah. You are a boss. Look at her. She's never looked I had, better. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I would assume, or at least my hope is, I was vaccinated and boosted that it made it a very easy thing to handle. That and apparently this variant ain't shit. But um, no, I, I got, I went to Mexico and I think I got it on the way there looking for my shuttle because it was so hot. I was like, mask off, just scream in my face. Where do I get my shuttle? Mm. And then, because it was like exactly five days I want to make a video called like people with COVID looking smoking hot <laughs> just to see how many people we can find who could still pull like a it whole off. Instagram account hashtag. Yeah. Um, like, I yeah, don't think I've... people think that you can do that, but you pulled it off, Candy. <laughs> Thank you guys. Um, I definitely did it so... when I had it. I, oh yeah, you were in the I hospital day. <laughs> And I, it wasn't you a cute this. one. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. in like your finest. Yeah, great. I was really, yeah, struggling there. But uh, I would like to get into, since we're talking about flights, you know, Candy, how do you feel about these airplane policies regarding things like nut allergies? <laughs> I feel really strongly about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I will preference everything I say with the fact that if my daughter or someone that was in my family had a nut allergy, I would have a very completely different perspective, but I don't have that. So I'm really going to go on the attack here. (laughs) (laughs) And if like one of us gets a nut allergy tomorrow, again, we'll completely change my stance. But as it is now, I think that maybe they eradicate themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I you just, want them gone? You want everyone with the nut allergy? No, gone? I want the I know people, I should say, and you know people, James Mattern, for instance, who has a very, very bad peanut allergy and does things as such as to put himself in situations or not put himself in situations that could be potentially dangerous to him in some way or shape or fashion. He still works full-time in comedy. He still travels a lot. He does all those things, but he's also hyper aware of his condition and hyper aware of sets he needs to take in order to have a very healthy, prosperous existence with a, you know, fatal nut allergy. 
So I went down the Yahoo like article. When you say fatal, he could die. What do you have to do? What what would have to happen for them to die? Would it have so to be in their mouth? Like someone gave him a brownie once and said it wasn't uh, almond or said it was almonds, but it was actually peanuts. And it's like he'll go into apple. What is it? Aphylactic shock. That sounded real professional to me. So yeah, I'm gonna go with all aphylactic shock. <laughs> Hell's yeah. Um. So if he could like if he doesn't get treatment right away, he could die. So, you know, he obviously has an EpiPen on him at all times, you know, or he knows exactly what to do when the events that's happened because he has had reactions in the past. My problem is, is, and this is from reading a Yahoo article that sent me to a Twitter rabbit hole that sent me into a state of affairs. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a young 20 something from England um, who has a really bad airborne nut allergy. She was flying American Airlines from LA to New York or from London to New York. Anyway, a, a long trip. She walks up to the gate, to the gate with her boyfriend and says, I have a, like this really bad nut allergy. I could die. So you can't serve nuts on this plane. You have to ask everyone not to eat nuts or bring nuts stuff on the plane. And they were like, you're at the gate, number one. (laughs) Number two, if you look at American Airlines website, as I did several times, it says, you got a nut allergy? (laughs) You know, we can only control so much. If it's that bad, then you shouldn't fly, you know? Then what happened was she was all very upset about it because she felt like they weren't caring to her needs. She was afraid. You know, they, then she said they kicked her off the flight because she had a nut allergy. And it was just, it wasn't about the nut allergy. It was about the way that it was handled. Because first of all, if your shit's that bad, you shouldn't be in the fucking airport because you could have died walking from the pot. Walking by the peanut stand. Well, you know what I mean? So that's on you. If it's that bad, you shouldn't even be outside in the world. And get a private jet, Sophie. (laughs) And so I just found it to be infuriating. And then they went to British Airways and British Airways was accommodating and made an announcement and the whole thing. But I think what drove me nuts is this, her age, that she wore a leopard print silk blouse in her Twitter profile picture. And that it was, they still haven't apologized to me yet. Can you believe they haven't apologized to me? And I wanted to find her address and give her an apology right in the mouth Mm. with my Mm. fisticuffs. I was so mad about it. So I was just reading all- You like peanuts, by the way. (laughs) Just curious. I do, but like I could, if someone asked me to, I could live my life. Like I don't have a sense of entitlement to say, well, I'm gonna eat my peanuts on this plane. The reality is they shouldn't be serving peanuts on the airplane anyway. You, you can't have them in schools and this is an enclosed space. Like let's evolve with all these weak ass bitches that exist in the world now. You sound like somebody I, I've gotten grown to know quite well. Yeah. Yeah, but whatever is that you think that it's up to everyone else to bend to every need and to do it in an immediate sense, you know? 
Um, my ex-husband. Dude, if dude got the if the pilot got on the on the speaker and told me I had to get rid of my nut rages that I just got at the concession stand, I'd be pissed. Especially if you bought it in the airport because that thing costs forty seven dollars. <laughs> exactly. It's six fifty for nut rages. Right. So and I ain't going on a plane without I, one. Exactly. And, th and this is what I just found infuriating. It was just, but I have this nut allergy. You're supposed to do everything that I need to say as I say it um, mentality. And it really bothered me because me being a parent and let's say my kid was an adult and had that thing. And if I knew that she was pulling shit like that, I would shove a nutrageous in her mouth and say like, let's test the system because you need to learn, bitch. Well, she'd die happy. If it was a nutrageous, <laughs> she'd die happy. Yes. That's all I have to say. They're very Carmel, delicious. Nuts, peanut butter, yeah. and nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would go take five all day long, by the way. Go take five is a shit. Yeah. Um, there's a new thing out where they have potato chips shoved oh. in those uh, peanut butter cups. They are delicious. Oh, really? I didn't get to try my, my portion of them because she liked them too much. Uh. Potato <laughs> chip in the Reese's. Yeah. That salt and sweet combination cannot be denied. Southern thing to do is to put <laughs> peanuts, whether you're allergic to them or not, in your Coca-Cola. Really? Yeah, you take your little bottle of Coke and you dump them in and then you're like in steel magnolias. <laughs> wow, that I did not know about at all. You just, how many peanuts do you put in your Coca-Cola? Well, let's say you get it, like when you remember we get those little packets you would get like a little packet of nuts like you would get on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have your peanut Coca-Cola on Sophie's flights. So how did Man. you even know her Twitter? She was going off so much that like- because I became an investigative journalist, <laughs> vigilante. <laughs> Once I saw just a, a Yahoo article because when I first read it, I was on her side because I was like, oh my God, there's really nuts and planes. Like we're all going to die. And then when I got deeper into how everything was handled um, and then reading the tweets, because I tell you what, I don't know if you've been in a Twitter rabbit hole, any strong opinion is going to, is going to make me go, huh? Oh, wait, mm, no. Yes. No, we're all against this person. <laughs> and her Twitter feed was with, the occasional someone jumping in that has a child or suffers themselves with a big nut allergy. But even people with nut allergies are like, bitch, you need to take a seat. Like if it, and, and also oh. you know about airborne allergies. And it was just kind of like um, this whole, I mean, it was probably 90% of people were upset with her while 10% were like, this needs to change, you know, Send us your info. We're part of Katie, a nut I thought you were enraged about this when Kate told me about this topic. I thought you were enraged because you loved fucking peanuts so much <laughs> and they stopped serving them on the airplanes or something. But yeah. now I know you're just enraged at this one girl. You just hate this one girl. Yeah. Well, and, and people like her. I found, I just, mm. because that I think is an example of where we are and it, of people that age. Where? How old is she? She was like 23 years old or something. Bitch. Yeah, and then her boyfriend was like, well, what are you going to do if she, you know, has whatever, a fit? What happens to them? I don't know. But their throat closes up. And they were like, well, do you have an EpiPen? Because that's what you do to handle an emergency. And they didn't like that answer. Because it, it's like, God forbid you be prepared for an emergency when you could die from peanut smells. 
Like, what do you do? Is, is Abby Pen like in Pulp Fiction where you stab yes. that thing in her heart? It's like a shot of adrenaline. Holy shit. Yeah. So like I mean, you eat a peanut, somebody's got to stab that thing in your heart? No, I don't think it's in the heart. Is it in the heart? In Pulp Fiction, it was in the heart. I but think I, it, it might be, not have been. You know, I think an EpiPen Pen is usually in like the leg, I believe, or, or arm, but maybe I'm wrong. I think you just put it wherever it is. The jugular. Yeah. You just, you know, the jugular <laughs> yeah. work. Right? Like that, on the air if in feet. doubt, the jugular. Yeah. It goes right into the bloodstream. It's intense. Um, but yes, that was my, it wasn't about the peanuts. Like I said, I could give a shit. You could never serve me peanuts again. You can make an announcement not to eat peanuts. I'm happy to do so and do all those things. My problem was mm. the sense of entitlement that people have. And it could be peanut allergy. It could be um feeding certain meal on a plane now i don't even get meals you know what i mean like it's all these things that you think that you're supposed to get um and of course this goes you know even a little bit into people that refuse to wear a mask on an airplane all you're doing is grounding the flight you know what i mean like i would like for people to be a little bit more solution oriented if that's a nice buzzword that i could use um i would like a little bit more grace Mm. And a lot less bitch ass mm. numb nuts. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, I'm and starting I'm, to I'm wonder whether you office, got this apparently. way of talking from Candy now. <laughs> That's how Kate talks. <laughs> I feel like when I talked to Kate when COVID first happened, we were right wingers because we were like, this is some dumb bullshit. What are we all even doing? I ain't scared of nothing. I ain't changing nothing about my life. Fuck everybody. This is just the flu. <laughs> and then it was like, hey girl. <laughs> <laughs> the world shut down. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Like, hey, this actually became pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, we still don't know where it's all headed. But I do know where the next podcast topic is headed. Sure. Hertz rental car. Oh, yeah. Let's keep my travel streak alive. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have read this in the news. <laughs> but don't read shit. Apparently. I wait till the podcast, then I hear the news from other people. <laughs> <laughs> so Hertz rental car has, like I would imagine most rental car companies have a policy in place that if you're a long-term renter, or whatever, you know, uh, or if you want to extend your rental, there's paperwork you have to fill out. You obviously have to pay for it, blah, blah, blah. And then of course, if you don't bring the car back or if you payment doesn't go through, the car is reported stolen, like basic stuff. With Hertz oh, no, I didn't car, know that. Yeah. So <laughs> if like your credit card, car, you were driving the rental car away and your credit card happened to not go through and then it's reported report stolen? The car stolen. Jesus. But they were reporting the cars stolen when the credit card had gone through. They've had some kind of policy, something, a glitch in their system. I mean, it's a pretty big fucking glitch, let's be honest. That they had over 3,000 arrest warrants for stolen vehicles go out a year. And the majority of those are people that have signed up for a long-term rental and there's been some sort of misunderstanding with paperwork or something else like that. There was a man who rented significantly from Hertz who was a business owner in New Hampshire and did like the long-term rentals and then did had like a situation where he needed to extend it. 
he actually got pulled over like shortly after like doing this and then showed them the paperwork and they let him go. And then apparently that, that didn't make it go away. He was arrested on a cruise ship and put in jail for 10 days for a long-term rental that he had paid for. There is a lawsuit happening at the moment with 220 defendants with the same case, which is they were long-term renters and they were, or there were five, I believe, that were also being represented that had never rented a Hertz rental car <laughs> and were put in jail. Like it's extreme. So then I went to their Twitter page. <laughs> and then of course that one made me laugh because every time they would try to post something or like, where are you gonna be for the holidays? It'd be like jail apparently. <laughs> but, but this is something that I thought <laughs> I just saw this story because the one arrest of the guy on the cruise ship kind of came to light in the last week, but that case had been going on since December. And I was like, how have I not heard about this? Like, I feel like it's kind of a big deal. I mean, granted there are other things in the world. But yeah, this now, did, is, they, did they put him on the cruise ship cell? Because they have cruise they ship cells, right? They escorted him off. I think it was when the cruise ship got to a dock within the States. Cruise ship police took him off the ship and then he was arrested by local authorities wherever he was. And- As a quick aside, I think that you haven't really lived unless you've been locked up in a cruise ship prison cell. Right. If you got, you, they had to lock you up and you were on a cruise, I think that's kind of bad. It's never happened to no me, way. but I think that's that's kind of dope story to have. You know it's going to be under, and then you're going to get like motion sickness because it's going to be in the in the hole. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare, a total nightmare. But yeah, Hertz Hertz really fucked up, and they're probably going to lose a decent amount of money. Well, what was going on too is they're in the middle of a bankruptcy case, so I don't know math. <laughs> at all but i'm like are you making money though from these cases like i'm confused by if is there a benefit to them by having people arrested and thrown in jail for stealing cars or are you losing money because you're already losing money you're trying to be more bankrupt or you Sounds just like hertz has a lot of bad luck stuff like that came their way that's and they're crazy. also morally bankrupt am i right nice <laughs> Now, do you guys remember when somebody used to ask if you wanted a Hertz donut and then they punch you in the shoulder and they say, Hertz donut? Oh. I don't know. Uh, sorry. I, it was, no, it was terrible. I never did. Well, I'm going to do that to everybody now. <laughs> but like, <laughs> and then I'm going to arrest them and put them in jail also. That's the new Hertz donut. Yeah. Um, bigger consequences, a better, a better time. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of journalist vibes from you today, by Dude, the way. totally. Yeah. She could have been like a reporter. Totally. Like, I, I feel like you should still go out for that job. I don't I, know how you do it exactly. Right. You know, I would be kill on like Inside Edition. Remember that show? That's what you're giving me. That's what you get. <laughs> you give me Inside Edition vibes. Yeah, and you like lean into, you're like, it's like Hertz rental deets. care. Yeah. But like, you actually go looking all smoking hot to Hertz rental car and talk <laughs> to some unsuspecting yes. Dudes who work there, how long have you been working at this right. rental, rental car? 
And I would have like acrylic nails and I would tap them on the counter and wait for them to come over. And I'd be like, I want to talk to you about my extended rental. And I want my to husband's still about- in jail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll get all the dude, you'll give all the Hertz rental dudes boners. They won't be, they'll give you all the info. They will. They'll, they'll give you the deets. Up. They'll give you the deets. Yeah. They'll be trying to corrupt their, their ragers. That's how Inside Edition does. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. All right. Next topic is around here at a Golden Corral in our, in our neck of the woods in Pennsylvania, there was this crazy fight that broke out. And the underlying reason were that two dudes ordered steaks like right at around the same time, but one wanted it like, what is it like rare? One wanted it rare and one wanted it like something well done-ish. So the one guy got his steak first who ordered it rare and the other guy completely freaked out. Because he ordered first and he expected his order to come out first. But he had ordered it. Yes. <laughs> So this huge, crazy fight broke out. Um, we watched a small clip in the thing, but I don't even know what I want to say about it other than like, I'd be pissed if that were my restaurant because like things were just flying and breaking. And I'm they like- They were breaking chairs over people's backs. It was like a, it was like a, it was from Roadhouse. The movie Roadhouse basically looked oh, like, but at like the Golden Corral. Like you're just trying surreal. to get some buffet shit. And was then... there ever a moment where they were like, sir, you ordered it, he ordered it rare, which means it's not cooked as long, so it would be done first, or it just went to full rage? I think the emotions were running so high that night at the Golden <laughs> Corral that like no one could contain right. it. It just like there was nothing that could actually be done. Like there was something in the air, it was the perfect storm that night. And then they done fucked up the Ben Salem Golden Corral. Buffet energy is pretty chaotic energy. Like if you're going to a buffet. If it's, I've never been to one. Never? No. Oh, a Golden Corral or a buffet? Oh, buffet. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought you meant. I was like, what? Wait, you've never been? She's been to a buffet. Never been to but a, not a Golden Corral. For good reason, yeah. It's not- I've been years ago and I don't remember having a great experience in terms of my stomach afterwards. I remember feeling very like kind of gross after but that could have what'd you and say the sweat the cold sweats too yeah. did you get a meat were you meat eaten then i think back then i did and i think like i don't know just the idea of people leaving food out i know some restaurants take care of it really well and make sure it's not left out but like if you let that slide even a little bit um you can get some real food poisoning yeah. so i'm not saying i got food poisoning from them i don't know but i don't remember the food sitting well and the vibes were pretty, were pretty sketch yeah. at the one I went to. So like, did, where, did you go in the city or in Jersey city where they have like a, um, it was where it was like Philadelphia. It was Philadelphia okay. growing up. That's when I think I went to one and like, it was okay. Like back then being surrounded by food, a plethora of food, it was like, yeah. you know, like I came in real happy, but then I, I kind of remember leaving just being like, Ooh, my being stomach like, they felt. tricked me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like I felt happy and then I did not feel happy. I remember Have you that. ever gotten into a fight or even an argument or a, a kerfuffle, if you will, with someone that was giving serving you food or at a restaurant? No, no. Have you? No. It's I... too dangerous. Balls okay. in the mayonnaise every time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when you watch the news, it happens like on the reg people pull in a drive-through 
attendant through the window. Like, I understand being hangry, like I get it. But I've never been in a situation where I'm pulling someone out of a window yet. I mean, yeah, I don't that's too hangry. I don't know if yeah. CG knows the word hangry. It's when you're hungry and Please hangry. Doesn't know the word hangry. You do know the word hangry. <laughs> I mean, it's a word I don't use personally, but like it's been de- it's been a few decades. Okay. <laughs> my bad. Angry. No, it's not your bad. So. It's, it's my bad. Well, it's no one's bad. Kate thought I was a caveman for a second. She does, but like I kind of am. I half am a caveman, so like she's not wrong. That's not a word that a lot of men. That's what I around. mean. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not a manly word to use. Like I got hangry the other day. I was a little upset because yeah. I didn't I didn't eat. It's kind of, men don't express their emotions like that. Well, they and do you really they get don't use that word to describe it. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't how they describe it as bitch are you on your period. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, we went out to eat, I guess a couple weeks ago, and he ordered like a big nachos appetizer. It was like a nice, well, nice. It was like a decent Mexican restaurant and they came out looking so overcooked and shitty and he didn't say anything because I, I think, can't, I can't. and I get it. Like sometimes I will, you know, if it's like an extreme, not good, but you do know that they really could fuck with your food if they feel like it. And it's, it's not about that. I have no really. balls. Well, Kate, <laughs> she's been noticing things like, you know, we go to the deli and I tell her to order some thin sliced deli meat because I, I won't do I don't have the balls to do it. To look the kid in the eye and say, you have to now slice your arm three times as many for the same exact amount of meat. And I got to look at that kid, that poor bastard who's making seven dollars an hour or whatever, and tell him work extra hard for me. You don't know me. Right. Go so like I have Kate do it. And she now knows like I really have very little balls when it comes to stuff like that. He doesn't like disappointing people or, or making making having confrontation and at, you, you know i get it to a drive-through and they don't and you're sitting there waiting for them to talk and then you're sitting there and you're wondering if you should just leave or like what you should do because no one's saying anything this happened to me yesterday so i was with lucy and i picked her up from school and she wanted to get burger king Mama wanted to get Burger King, I mean. And then we went through the drive-through and there was cars going in in front of us. And then we got there and it was like minutes, like five minutes even. And cars were coming up behind us and no one is saying anything. And I'm just being quiet. Cause I'm like, they get like a ding ding or whatever inside to alert them that a car is there and nothing is happening. And you know I'm the behind the scenes yeah. You know the behind. I worked at a Burger King drive-through. I got fired from one when I was 15 years old, Slato, Louisiana. So I, I feel like you'd be the most pleasant. How'd you get well, fired? Because a mystery shopper came in, and apparently you're supposed to offer fries and soda if they order just like a burger or something. And I didn't do that, and I got fired for that. Oh shit! They were on your ass at that Burger King. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yep. You're lost, Burger King. Well, then yesterday we're sitting there and then I'm like, Lucy, did we just leave? Because I'm like, I, I don't know what to do here. Like, I know everyone is understaffed right now, right? Like, that's just kind of the overall thing. So be patient. And she goes, hello. And the woman's like, yes. 
she didn't know we were here. And then I was just convinced that my mayonnaise was a weird spicy when I got my sandwich. You know, I got vertigo last night and I've never had that before. (laughs) So I was like, we were just poisoned. And the guy that was in front of us, I could hear him talking to the woman and, and it was very like, have a blessed day, very nice, this. And then we pull up and she was just like, nah. And I was like, Lucy, you're gonna get killed. We shouldn't have to be this scared though. People should not be messing with food. Like people shouldn't be rude either, but like messing with someone's food should be a real evil. Like mm-hmm. karma should hit someone extra hard if they're like, like I brought this up and I know someone in college who used to admit that when he worked at Subway, he peed in the pickles and like, yeah. And it's like, sorry. Really? Cause he's just, he was an angry. That's a, that's a twisted fuck right there. He was pretty twisted. Um, he's super successful now. Um, <laughs> seriously. As what a pickle guy. He's like a finance business guy and if he's listening no offense brother we, we could be cool <laughs> yeah right i'll chill with you whenever i'll just get mine without the pickles <laughs> i i just think it's like a whole kind of evil but i think same with like scammers like there are so many scammers out there you get these text messages where it's like we've spotted something on your credit card but it's like from this weird number you know like there are just so many things i fall for it every time cg finally i'm like he, god damn it i do all this computer research on the company try to try to get it yeah dude no it gets him but also like he just heard i showed him finally catfish mtv's catfish oh my god he didn't even I, really know about catfishing no, like yeah so we that's got how i learned all about that fucking google image search where you could drag a picture into a google image and it will tell you who it is most of the time it doesn't know i'll just say blonde in library (laughs) um oh that show was fantastic oh yeah i couldn't believe i was like what is this trash you got me watching and then i couldn't believe i was like do you think they're gonna have find true love yeah she's really catfishing here but uh yeah it was uh it was pretty moving Mm -hmm. i really liked it i like the uh i like that big lady who um who runs the show She's pretty chill too. She's in the new season. She's no nonsense. Is it even a new season? Are you sure? I thought we went back and watched the first season. Are you sure? We were watching season eight, which may not be new. I don't know. But, how new, but you know, Steve Lippman used to come to my house every day at, from Queens, come to Jersey City. So well, we would do our podcast, but we would watch Catfish because he would come at the same time every day. So we'd watch Catfish every day. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's, it's really That's entertaining. Awesome. It, well, I really like shows where you can focus on human psychology of like what, and, and Catfish isn't actually a mean show. They're very nice as they can be. To oh the yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. And like, he liked that about it too. They're not there to bully the people, but it's like, I thought it'd be very exploitative. Like I thought that the host would have to be very like, like very want to just tear, like rip you apart like what what is that no, other show they where people even take cheaters? moments at the, the end whole... yeah they would talk to both like right in a very right earnest way and be like why did you do it and you know it was always an honest conversation it was never a gotcha 
You know? Yeah, like like in cheaters, they used to really like get you. Like that, that you had yeah. to be down. Yeah, but a host low got down, shot. dirty. A host got shot. Or something. Yes. Yeah, because and I was like, he so deserved it. I, I, I mean, he didn't a deserve host it. Or like a jilted lover person. It was the person getting caught. I think. Uh, reacted and attacked. You know, when when your dick's out. And oh. your dick's out and you're hiding Get something. Out, guns out. <laughs> like, oh. dude, like I, I like I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think physical violence is really the answer if you can avoid it, but sometimes you don't even have time to think. And if your dick's out, <laughs> like if that's what the person knows, you don't know where they came from, what their background is, what their traumas are. Like you're getting up in their face. It's like the same thing when you break into someone's home. Like. If you break into someone's home, you better yeah. be prepared for them attacking whatever way they're going to. So it's like cheaters. I'm not into cheaters, obviously. Like I think it's a it's a weak thing to do in a relationship, but I'm also not about like show. you know, getting the camera on the guy's jig and getting a ball job and like, ah! like she's like covering her mouth, you know, like she's like seen. I would never do guy. that to you, baby. Yeah, it's it's pretty like ratchet actually. Yeah. So, um, but you yeah, know, I I I got to show him catfish, and then okay. So I want to talk about this as a next topic. It's a little bit different than like the news stuff. Well, I guess catfish isn't. I like how you put all. news in the in quotations. <laughs> I, know. I use my air quotes wrong. Oh. <laughs> she yo, she stay using the air quotes. She doesn't even know what it means. It's great. I just use it when it, my heart feels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's got the gist of it, but like, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's everybody has the yeah. yeah. <laughs> You, it's always cute when she does it. I know. So, like, that's, that, I'm that like, do works. you want me to cook you dinner? <laughs> I'm like, why is it in the fucking air quotes? Wait, what before we, we move on, I do have to ask you if you've seen the show, uh, The Secrets of Playboy, that has just been coming out on on A and E, but I watch it like on the Hulu machine. Oh, it's on Hulu. <laughs> And it's now, like it's present day. So it's like, I think there's like four or five episodes up, but it's a weekly thing. So you like have to wait like a pleb for each show to come on each week. Uh, yeah, I can't do that There's anymore. stuff but... that has gone on in that mansion because it's women from like the early days. It was his first girlfriend. She's got the most mind blowing stories. Bestiality, <gasps> rape, drugs, uh, child pornography, like, and the way they tell these stories is kind of a little matter of fact because they're clearly creating a, a, a safe space to talk about it, right? Because if you talked about those things with an emotional attachment, you would, you would lose it. Yeah. So they've, and it's also been one of those things, this is the first time they're talking about it publicly because it's years after Hef is dead. We've had the Me Too movement. Hef died three weeks before Harvey Weinstein was arrested. So he missed, like he would have been. He was like, peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that TikTok trend where they're like, do, 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 do. And it's like, yeah, they, yeah. Forget now. yeah who, he knew what was coming. He's like, it's been a good run. <laughs> yeah, but, but the stories are insane. It was, you know, there was this whole guys of it was female empowerment they're in control of their sexuality blah 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 but that's like not even what happened they had a thing on thursday nights called pig night 
where pimps from Sunset Boulevard would bring, um, like they had to bring five women and then they would stand, they would sit at dinner with like celebrities like John Belushi and the guy, the guy Don Cornelius from the Soul Train or whatever was the biggest, like he kidnapped girls and raped them and sodomized them with like broken sticks and stuff like that. And they covered all of that up. Like there's a, cre a cleanup crew that cleans all that sort of stuff up. Thursday night, they have this thing called pig nights where it's, you know, holes on the stroll at the dinner table. And then one by one, they, they would take the one of the girls each by like, and check them for disease or whatever and take their blood. And then they would jack off with the blood of the girls. Wait, what? Yeah. Horrified. How yeah. did they get the blood? Um, they would syringe it. They would take the girls to the bathroom and take the blood from them. And then it would be some sort of jacking off or someone giving them handies, but it was with the blood. I always finger myself with someone else's blood. I really can't come. <laughs> but that was John Belushi's favorite thing. It, 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 it was just like, and she's talking about how Hef was fondling the dog. They drugged Linda Lovelace, remember the star of um, Deep Throat, and made her have sex with a German Shepherd. Oh, God, dude. Wait a minute, what did you want to talk about? Sweet, sweet <laughs> dreams tonight, Sage. Um, oh never, my gosh, Candy. My dog is sitting next to me like, bitch, come on. The, <laughs> the journalist job we got you, I think you just got fired from. You were like, and some more You can't fire the host of Inside Edition. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. They're above the They're like, law. Candy's going off script. Candy's going off script. You're like, and then. And they're like, leave her alone. She's the star <laughs> of this fucking show. Like, we, all, we all lose a job if she goes down. Really? Yeah, dude. That's so awful. Yeah, there are just so many sick and twisted people out there. Like, I don't really get, I'm kind of understanding how it continues and thrives because not enough people like speak up, but we're starting to. Like yeah. the Me Too movement was huge. I think just in society, people realizing like communicating and expressing man or woman is a good thing, but like, a lot of us are scared. Like the whole, when he got really terrible nachos and didn't want to, it's like, we're scared. Are they going to fuck with my food? No, like I didn't even know she was thinking that because she didn't yo, mention they that came to out, me. They were I, I was so thinking you, like, you yo, didn't you, see anything wrong with the nachos. No, he didn't. Oh no, I seen something wrong with the nachos. They was fucked up. But I'm not the type of person, I'll just be like, oh, I don't go to that restaurant anymore. The nachos was fucked up. Right. But Kate thinks that you got to send that back. Or something, it was so or insulting. say something. You're a Mexican restaurant. If someone looks right at that and puts the plate down, and they're like, "This is fine. They're fine." 
Well, but then it's like the, it's not the waitress's fault. She can't bring it back to the cook and be like, these aren't okay. You know, I guess I she could, been a if she's got some balls. If I was a waitress and they said to hand this out, I'd be like, I, I, so I have done, I have done, I have been a barrier between things that have gone out before and said, you can't serve it like this. So it takes a strong woman. It does. Candy Claire, everyone. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. So you can't have some sheepish waitress doing that. She's gonna serve you in fucked up nachos. But if you have a strong woman back there, or person, male, right. non-binary, whatever they are, strong person back there, making sure you don't get that bullshit. It wouldn't be someone with a nut allergy. That's for damn sure. Even though we basically labeled them the lowest form of people <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> Or did I hear that wrong? Never mind. Never mind, folks. We did not, folks. But it could it could be anything back there. But you need you need some strong, you need some presence to you to be like, no, we're not doing this to the customer. Yeah, and no. We didn't have that. You that got day. some fucked up nachos. We didn't have that. And I'm still upset. And they were like, who the fuck is this guy? Because we don't come out to eat that. No, they're like, who the fuck is this guy? Give me these fucked up nachos. So we don't even go out to eat that often, you know? So it's like. You're waiting You'd be for fine it. with most anything. <laughs> Seriously, though, we get very excited for, for good food. You yeah. know, like it doesn't have to be too expensive, yeah. but it's like, it's an exciting thing. So when you get some that bullshit. Moment also too, and it never gets less. It never gets boring. When you see that your food is coming to the table, mm. it is one of the most exciting, fulfilling, satisfying emotional things yeah. like yeah. If you get put that in a pill and give that to a person oh i'd be a junkie if they had yeah, that yeah i'd be all strong yeah. you'd be like see get out of bed and, and you like, can have been at restaurants three different times that day the feeling never gets old right. yeah but if it would have to come with the feeling of eating too otherwise that would be like um like fooding blue balls but it's that anticipation right it's four plates like, <gasps> It would be, yeah. but you'd have to also have the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, uh-huh. it's just all mm-hmm. it's all close to the food orgasm without hitting. Right. Okay. Anyway, and then you get a fucking set of bad nachos sets. Set. I like how you called it a set. That was, that was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Have your finest set of nachos. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, we don't eat out much but it sounds fucking good <laughs> so the next topic is because i think the world needs to hear this i think we all get this but i just want to say it and and probably people who are listening to this podcast feel this way anyway but i want to say there is a type of currency in life that is very very valuable that i don't think um people pay enough attention to. Like a lot of people are money focused. Do you know what I mean? But there's another kind of currency. It's like life force. It's of the heart that you can still give and receive without it being money. I don't even know the point of what I wanted to say. We talk about this sometimes, but it's more, I just wish people focused on that kind of currency more as well. Of course we want to make money. We have to pay bills. That's super important. But I feel like a lot of people are forgetting that there's something that's actually just as valuable we'll say because to say money isn't valuable would be me being like a dumb white privileged hoe um like money doesn't even matter i was watching the love is blind season two and one of the girls get into it 
Oh, I liked it. The, the one of the girls was like, I don't care about looks at all. And I hate when people do that because it's like mind, body, spirit connection. The body is important too, you know, but anyway, she's going on. I don't care. And then when she meets the dude, she's like got feelings for her. as soon as she saw him, she was like, no, you know, and it's like, I, which is fine. You're allowed to not be attracted, but I just feel like, um, yeah, there's this, there's this other currency, this life force that I think people actually want more. Cause when people ha- want more than money, cause when people have money, they try to find their way into the life force, whether it's like some 70 year old rich dude trying to date a 30 year old and get it that way, or just finally buy the boat or the car that goes fast enough to feel that kind of adrenaline or that life. But I just think uh, when people can remember that's just as important, they'll stop maybe grinding themselves down to the the nub. Or the story, but now like this show is on Netflix called Inventing Anna. And Ashley Morris is actually in it quite a bit. Really? Um, Yeah, it's the number one show on Netflix right now. And it's based, it's a Shonda Rhimes, so you know it's juicy. But based on that woman, Anna Delvey, who Mm. said that she was a German heiress and turned out to be some sort of fraud and frauded banks and hotels and friends even out of, thousands and thousands of dollars um and then and ended up going to jail and the case like there were articles written the case blew up and it was this whole thing because she was like a socialite she presented herself to be her parents like that she had a trust fund worth 60 million dollars or something but she just came from a very humble life in germany that's kind of cool to me because to, to actually act like that and have people believe it to me, that you you're bringing some magic. Well, but I think that's what a little bit about what we're talking about. This, this currency, it was so superficial. This whole and transactional, her relationships with the people that were in her life, with her parents. Even there was one scene that one of the, a reporter went back to where her parents lived in Germany, and was like, you know, don't you? Will you just let her go? And she, and they said she was always beyond us. It was like this moment of realizing, bitch was nuts from the beginning, <laughs> you know, she she's just a narcissist, like classic, yeah. doesn't care about anyone and, it, and, and has this insane way of even like her lawyer and the reporter that broke the story of, you know, caring about her and worrying about what happened to her and she doesn't give a shit. And so they're in this position of, they've do- devoted their lives basically to this person and to this story and you know because they are not suffering from some sort of instability they are empathetic and sympathetic and caring about what happens to this person or this person took money from friends lied constantly um you know clearly just like left her parents behind without ever looking back has shown zero remorse zero care about any human being like is completely detached sociopath you know and her currency was what she presented right i present this very fake thing even when she was in positions that she could have had very intimate relationships with people in her life that she could have maybe gotten in this way with this is what i look like and this is what i do and could have had a real life relationship with give and take and care and all those sorts of things. 
never, ever, ever wanted it. It was all about her brand, whatever that meant. Still, like she has an Instagram now. She got out. Oh, really? For last year and was out for a month. And she has a bunch of like, you know, the uh, highlighted stories or whatever, where she's just out in fashion and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she's on ice right now, which is she's about to be deported back to Germany. And ICE is kind of like a hotel room for those people. Like it's not jail so much as like a holding pattern before you go back. And she's still so delusional about what's gonna happen to her and who she is that it's, hmm. it's pretty remarkable. So there are people that exist like that in the world and even offered a different kind of a currency when they don't have the other, right? You need, when you run out of money, or it's clear that you're lying about something and you have no place to stay because the hotels aren't gonna let you stay there because you owe them $30,000. And someone that could have been your friend right. um, could be someone there for you even in that time of need. When you've tainted that relationship so much with your bullshit because you're so awful, like that's just really heartbreaking to me. So, and it's hard, I think, as humans that don't operate on that level that are like, you know, full on, just feelers, you know, it's hard for us to see a person like that and not be so confused by that. Like, oh, well, there's gotta be something, right? And this even goes into relationships. Well, there's gotta be something in there, right? Like deep down, they really love me. Deep down, deep down, they really care, right? It's, it's so impossible for us to not, um, there's gotta be good in everybody, right? Like there can't, it, it, it's hard to, to, even fathom, even when you kind of get into that world of socio-psychopaths, serial killers, that whole thing, those even get glamorized, you know? Um, it becomes a fascination because they are not human anymore. They become something else. Um, so I just think to your point, if you are operating within normal chemical levels with your brain as a human typically should, you understand how important the currency of having a relationship and being there for a person and all those other things, how those are happening. And the other stuff becomes superficial, but when you only have, when you are just have no human connection whatsoever, it's bizarre to me how people operate. Like I'll never understand it, I don't think. And I feel like I can understand most things. But that is one of those things that eludes me and I think eludes most people, which is why the case of this Anna Delvey person is so huge and popular and being recreated and why we are so fascinated with serial killers and the like. It's because we can't relate to them. They become, you know, mythical creatures almost. Um, I worry that it's because too many people can relate to them. Yeah, that's how I feel. And I'm like, you know, <clears throat> Because well, I can. I'm like, you know, you're really fucked up. What's going on? But then then I worry, like, wait, what is the wider audience seeing? Like, why is this so popular? And so you could be right, definitely. But I worry that it's because too many people are identifying. Yeah, I think it's almost both at the same time. Because, like, there's a part are of they us identifying. Like, like, are you seeing something in yourself when you watch stuff about the BTK killer? 
I think most people aren't conscious that they're relating. I think most people go, wow, look at this monster, look at this foreign thing. But there's another place and a lot of people, not everyone, like we, we have a lot of suppressed rage as a collective. So like we look at these people who've gone a certain direction or snapped, you know, some people are serial killers who've planned it, you know, some of the like murder docs we watch, it's like they were a happy couple and then, you know, like right. different things. But I think, I think we're all animals deep down. We're also enlightened conscious beings, but yeah, when the animal sometimes takes over because they haven't done their shadow work or whatever. Yeah. I think everyone has that. The majority of people are, I could do it then if he could do it. I don't think it's that conscious, you know, I think like, I don't know. I think it's the suppressed animal that wants us to see and understand the people who couldn't keep the rules together. You know what I mean? Or, but like a lot of, most people I think are hidden to a degree. There's different degrees of hiddenness, but that's when we were watching catfish, you know, one of the, the girls who was pretending to be another girl, he was talking to her. So he was hearing her voice, but you know, she had a completely, all these different pictures. Uh, She just kept saying, no one really ever likes me for me. So I decided to become someone else. And I think a lot of people, whether they're that aware, even if they're not catfishing, they're still trying to put off a certain face of who they are, you know, especially in romantic relationships, because we don't want to lose a person. Whereas like I have to say about this relationship has been nice because I'm just me. I don't have the energy at this point <laughs> to be any, I'm so energy tired. Are too low. <laughs> so tired. She's not faking a damn thing. I don't yeah. have the energy to fake anything. Nope. He has to give me pep talks of like, fake it a little pep, you know, and I'm like, trying to smile when I'm miserable, you know, but like, she's getting better at it. It looks more natural. Every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I'm like, you gotta fake it sometimes. I'm at a party. It's good. It's good politics. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think it makes sense when you become that hidden and that rageful. And uh, unfortunately we have a lot of people suffering and people process it differently. You know, I'm still glad that for the most part, these are rare cases, obviously, but I think, uh, I think it's both. I think people are like, oh, I can't relate to that at all. Then maybe there's a deeper place that's like, you know, our, that was our the inner- creepiest smile. I wish the audience could have seen that smile. That was the creepiest. That side smile that you'd be doing. Sorry, bro. No, no, it's cool. Is it power? <laughs> Small power stance. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my face is. Candy did a less disturbing version of it. He did a version, but that was a little bit less disturbing. Version. I have a little bit of like it's a so- horror movie face. Like I could too easily be the being because I have like woken up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., scared. And if I go to the bathroom and there's not enough light, like if I just put on the nightlight and I look at myself in the mirror and I make any kind of scary face, I scare the shit out of myself. Why would you make a scary face? Because I have some issues. Mm. I'm like, because, and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) the devil in you is the devil in me. See, that's some deep shit. Isn't that from like Jesus, Mary? Then you stopped laughing real quick. (laughs) Yeah, we were like, deep ass shit. Well, that's true, though. 
And devil in the Kabbalistic tree mm. is Malchut, which just means physical manifested earth, like physical mm-hmm. manifestation. That's the devil. It's having earthly desires. Most people don't know what to do with their desires. And then you get the Hugh Hefners who force people to fuck dogs. Okay. That's not good. If you, I believe in my personal beliefs, if you want to fuck animals, you really need to first go to therapy because animals can't really say yes. And that's they don't one of want the first it. Reasons. Trust me. They don't want a human penis in their asshole. Thank you, Candy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Let me God. point to the mic, which looks like a human penis. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it looks like this is pretty phallic thing that we always set up now. That would be show. like a horse's. It's like this is the, this is candy. That was awesome because <laughs> it looked so legit, like an actual pork. But and no, it was no. actually like coming <laughs> towards the direction. What are you watching? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Siege doesn't really watch porn, so that's the that's the closest to porn. Porn I like. I need to tell Candy the story though. When I uh, when CG and I first reconnected, I show I showed him a naked video he didn't ask for of myself, and it was before I I I have hips right, but now I'm growing an ass. But then I I didn't realize that hips do not equate bubble. But so I showed him this video of me like twerking, and he was just like, "What?" where's your butt? And I remember being really self-conscious and it was, yeah. So that's, that why was my like, what'd you say? CG, why would you say that? No, no. It, well, it was just, she, she was doing it. It was weird. I didn't volunteer for this. I was just seeing a yes, video. That but I- a woman sends you a naked video. You're not like circling things that you think need to be different. It was a little too crazy, Candy. I, I can't <laughs> lie to you. It was her doing twerking. Like it was her naked twerking like a can't you know a video and then it was just a lot of skin moving it was just a lot of skin motion on the the skin was twerking but then she didn't really have ass those days candy and it wasn't easy to say it took me a while she was like do you like it she was like do you i wouldn't have said shit at all but she was she was like do you like it and she was staring me in the face and it's like i didn't know what to do i was like it was cool it was cool and then she wait I feel she like she kept you in gri- drilling me about it. Wait, you got some fucking balls. <laughs> I, well, I would send something and then literally throw my phone out of a window and hide in the other room and wait and see what happens. So they're going to call me my landline. Like I would never. Hey. Yeah, no, it was. She had it in I her hand. Get, she I had her cell phone in her hand. <laughs> and it was, um, well, I mean, no, did it you, was cool. Did you say anything like not negative? I was like, yo, thanks for like being you. Thanks for doing you, girl. Being you. I said like, no, yeah, I was... do you, girl. That's always a good line. Do you, yeah. This you know, because it doesn't really mean that much. Little accountability to him. Like he, he really, because I came in with like the short hair, which ain't his style and like, he was just really skeptical. And then I was showing like naked dance videos that he didn't ask for, just like, hey, look at this. And like, I think he, I think I overwhelmed him. Pretty quick off the bat. That's all. Like, it was like, I didn't really know what I to say. I proposed to him. Like, and she's the type, she's month. the type of person who's like, she's going to force <laughs> okay. you to say what you think about. Like, she's go, she got eyes on you. Like, she wants to know what you think. She can't just show you something and then you'd be like, oh, cool, cool. Well, she can't. So I couldn't like keep it. She got it out of me. 
She mm. yanked it out of me with her eyes. Candy doesn't like that and you appreciate. Hips. No, no, but now Candy, and then we have, I feel bad now. I feel like a dick. No, no, it's fine. I feel like a huge dick now. No, dude. You're maybe fine. I am. Maybe it's I totally should fine. be feeling. Look, CG's honesty has allowed me to evolve in many ways. So I do Now that ass it. is popping. And I am. Candy, I do want to let you know that because like we had a serious sit down conversation. <laughs> You're going to sound said, real. <laughs> I just said, listen, I'm all about you. but like, I need you sitting down on a big ass. I was like. <laughs> I was like, listen, I'm all about you, but you don't exactly have ass to be like, you know, twerking naked in a video yet. And then, you know, so the talk was that. And then she was like, I'm going to get an ass. And then she goes, she goes, she does ass exercise all day long at the gym. And then she hits up, the smoothie. She, she hits up the smoothie bar and she gets a 2,400 calorie in one shake booty <laughs> popper. Is it called the booty popper? No, no, it ain't called that. Just kidding. She gets a regular shake. She's got blueberries and strawberries and all that. But the point is, she's been working hard, and now she does have an ass to shake in a video. I've been doing squat, a lot of squats. <laughs> I I took it to heart, you know, and she does. There the were a lot. There were thing, a lot of you years. Lay back and you thrust the bar up with your hips. Right. Okay, I got out of shape, and part of my healing journey has been trying to get that back. So I didn't know that my ass had eroded quite like <laughs> it had. Um, I had uh beer goggles to myself but it wasn't from beer it was just i didn't want to see the truth that my ass had had eroded but you know i heard it and now i'm getting my physicality back um i'm walk walk running i go to the gym sometimes when i've got the energy levels and yeah um this turned really unfunny and i, feel I just like, yeah Candy, <laughs> i'm sorry i feel horrible now because no no at, at the time she was on a diet kick where she thought thin was in and I was trying to feed her like and that. I was like, you know, I went, now I leave pastries on the counter just so she gets a whiff All of right. them and then can't leave them alone. You know, it's, it's just a weird thing. Different lifestyle. whole body positivity moment happening, which is fantastic, which is to be positive about whatever you look like, right? And I dated a guy that said to me, oh, you're so thick. And I was just like, I know that you think that's a compliment, but that feels like razor blades in my body like that that's feels. his ultimate compliment yeah, yeah. see because i think that somewhere along the line a decade or so ago women got in their head that that was bad longer and then, than a decade and then we loved it and so like i wonder and then and then they really have that in their head so it is hard to say it out loud those things because they really do have that in their head but i think I think that's what a lot of the dudes are thinking. And then it's just such a line you're not supposed to cross or say anything about it. And it is awkward. But then when you say it, because I get exactly what you're saying. You took that, like, I am horrible. I'm huge. Did I got to hit Katie? the gym. Yeah. Let her finish, bro. I, I didn't, but it's interesting that you're taking it. I thought you said that. I thought it was right, like razor blades, I thought you said. Oh, when I heard that, when he said did, you I didn't thin. feel... I didn't feel a pressure to be anything different than what I was. It felt insulting. Mm. But at the end of the day, I recognized that it wasn't meant to be that way. It was just that whole lifetime of conditioning of thin is in, which is, you know, um, I'm a white girl. We're supposed to be thin. That's what we're supposed to look like, you know? Um, and if I tried doing something else, it felt like it wasn't 
what I was supposed to be doing. And so to hear thick, and I was like, what? That, ugh, something is not right. Something is not right. This is wrong. This is wrong. You know? And our conversation was more about that. It was, I thought she had that in her head a little much. And I was saying otherwise, it wasn't really as blunt as she put it out. I just have a real penis face today. I keep looking at my face on Zoom. And it's because you're next to this microphone. Why, is that why? Yeah. It's like not, I like look, Candy I, I looks like a supermodel. And I got penis head going. No, it's just because the juxtaposition of you are the microphone yeah. upside down. All right. So, Candy, do you think next time we film this, we shouldn't have the giant penis microphone hanging no, I think it's us? part of who you are now. I think we need to put googly eyes on this side. Oh, yeah, you could put eyes <laughs> on the tip. Or nuts. Or a tongue. Oh. Mm-hmm. You put nuts in there. I do. I yeah. just think it makes us look mad professional. Yeah. Like somebody's holding a boom mic out there. It looks good. About the podcast. It looks good. But it is a little phallic now that you mention it. Yeah. It just looks like there's a really like a a big black dong in front of our faces. You need the guy, the the black guy that's sitting on the bed. You need his picture. Who sent me? Did you send me the picture of that? I I don't think it was you. Someone sent me a link to that. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. You know what she's talking about? I think you showed it to me. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Oh, I might. I forget who it got. It's a big black guy sitting on the edge of a bed, which became like the most meme-worthy thing ever. It turns out this poor gentleman is dead, but he's got <gasps> the giantest of schlongs in the history of the world. It so killed I think, him. Took like him people out. have, I think it's a comic out in LA and her name's Candace Thompson. She had like just recently, she had a sticker made for her light switch. So it was this guy sitting over the light switch so she could turn it up. I'm thinking that you need to have this made for your bike. Oh, there's something we could do to it. Yeah. But I think it's fine. It's, it's definitely too much valid. though. Can, are, are, you telling you, are you telling stuff. us it's too much, Candy? I'll take your word No, she it. likes it. No, I like it. I think she's saying take it up and it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Candy, right. it has been a pleasure i think the it's utmost. crazy that no tv station has swept you up yet to be their main reporter right because you are made for it you'll blow that station out of the water i don't know but if they saw this to... whole the whole getup with the blazer and the and glasses the sweatpants that i have underneath it because oh, yeah. that we didn't even know <laughs> about great. that part yeah but like the yes the blazer and the glass because the glasses are mad professional and the blazer's professional but then there's a little bit of, you know, like sexiness involved. And then that's kind of perfect for inside. CG's getting more careful about how he describes hot women next to me. Because since we were middle school besties, he's used to being like, look at that fucking hot slip. <laughs> She's the hottest. And I'm like, okay. ding dong. I'm like, can you settle it down? Like, I'm your freaking girlfriend. Like, I don't want, like, yes, you can say she's hot. I had to do little rules like this. Hot is okay. You can't say she's the hottest. He had, tr- I'm like, when you say she's the hottest and I'm in the room, that hurts my feeling. Yeah. If you say she's hot, I get a little bit of a jolt, but I can handle that right. better. So he's trying, I think. The thing is, I always think like, she's also thinking the same thing. Like, wow, that's a slamming chick walking by. And so it's just like me. Just well, okay, but how, does that work the other way too? If she sees a hot dude and says something? 
she's like, oh, that's a slamming dude. I'm like, I guess, yeah. I don't say that really. She doesn't say it, but like I could, I could appreciate. I just feel like when we, okay, when we pass a hot dude, no, I'm not like, not that he does that. Like that was a big whistle, but like, um, I just feel like at this point I can already feel that person's like porn addictions. Like I can't even see just a good looking dude anymore. I feel like I can feel all of his fears and his pain. So like, I usually don't even go, like I can still see when someone's hot and enjoy it, but I, I don't really, I, yeah. I just feel like most humans in general, like you think it's just fun sex, but then you're like taking on a lot of their <laughs> but see i feel like it shouldn't be offensive because like i'm i'm obviously with her right you know all day every day and so so then so i think that she'll get like we're just the big cell all day every day i'm with her <laughs> yeah, thanks babe <laughs> I'm, I'm, the worst. I'm the worst i just no no i know i'm pretty bad i know i'm pretty bad this was just reiterated that to me you know Aw, don't do that. <laughs> You're doing no, I just think like sometimes he expects me to just like know like his his love for me and all that. But like, yeah, if I he think gets fucking awesome. But as women in general, I don't care how confident you are. There's always this level of a need for validation. Always. Oh yeah, I need compliments, and like he just can't go too far and complimenting a woman like you want to call her smoke show i'm a little uh, okay fine but when he's like whoa smoke show hottest girl want to see like, a okay. real smoke show <laughs> no that's what hugh hefner would say candy oh that is the most re- that is the most relaxed little dog <laughs> i ever saw in my life that's like a little dog Aww. but like he's extremely relaxed mm. she's, like a she's really cute and it's ribbit yes you know Ribbit. Ribbit's too cute. Ribbit, like the sound a frog makes? Yeah. Lucy named her. We're not really sure. It's cute. But no, it that's dope. I love it. All right. Well, Candy, where can people find you? Instagram, whatever. Just a, really, I'm only on the Instagram and I, I use it barely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at Candy Claire, C A N D I C L A R E. Yes, she is. Even though she doesn't post too much we gotta get some videos out we gotta get some videos out so they can see they can see candy i know it's a shame that i look like a penis head today but i'll still put out the vest she stays saying that i hate not every day i'm looking all penis only the only thing that looks cute is that i'm not wearing a bra but you don't even really i'm not going to show this on the thing but that's the only cute i know i should have had them out i'm showing candy that that's what makes me cute right now (laughs) the uh every right now it's no. the whole combo. I'm just like ready to wear bras. Left. You would have like gotten so much ween in 1970s Playboy. Fuck yes, you would have. <laughs> you would have. Fuck yes. Oh yeah. Thanks, guys. Me and you are on a very good agreement <laughs> on this joint. Yeah. You guys are big. You are 1970s Playboy fierce. No. <laughs> yeah, because I want to show some muff hair. Yes, I have some natural. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you, guys. I missed. I missed the year because we were way past. (laughs) I wasn't even born in the seventies. But yes, absolutely. I think we should maybe. Well, I'll wrap this up and then maybe we should watch that 
Playboy thing. Oh my God, you guys! I know it's gonna be just. Oh yeah, Candy. I mean, we we do watch like the best shit that's on Netflix, but like a year late, and then we talk (laughs) about it on the podcast like it just came out. That's the shit, though. People like if you're just a little late to the party. But well, this is new-ish, right? On it's happening now. It's like, happening it's now, Siege. Because Candy's in the now. Catfish now, is now. old, yeah. even though we're enjoying it now. But what she's talking—we talk about what we just found out about. Like I just found out about catfish, and it's like, what is it? Twelve years old. It's it's been out. But I mean, <laughs> I get to the party late, but people are glad I, I came to the party. Yes, that's like that's usually. Sushi. Yes, I love it. Now, for me, if you'd like a healing, kwolf27 at gmail.com at the Kate Wolf on Instagram. And I've had the healings and I can attest to them. Yeah, we you've had some big shifts when when you yeah. and I do, but we don't have to discuss that on here. But yeah, because I do believe, well, that's okay. gifts. <laughs> I have gifts, you have gifts. And when a healing happens between, even though I am the giver of the healing, we both yeah. I, we both receive and it's just very powerful and catalytic. Yeah. So anyway, thank you so much, Candy, for coming on and joining thank us. Thank you so much, Candy. And thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Thanks, y'all. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.